0: Hi there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I wanna thank you so much for being here today and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to help your child get better and to not be giving up. I know it can be a challenging journey. I've lived it myself. When my own son was diagnosed with autism 14 years ago now, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and that there was nothing that we could do for him but manage his symptoms. But my background as a craniosacral therapist, where I work on the bones of the head to balance the brain, and having studied the brain for 14 years prior to to his diagnosis, it let me know that the brain can and does heal. It is a scientific fact. And so I wanted to go to work on my own to figure out what I could do to, to work with the causes of his issues, rather than just mask them with dangerous drugs. Unfortunately, I did the research and, uh, and implemented what I found and it took me a decade, but today my son has fully recovered from his symptoms of autism. He's no longer diagnosable. He just graduated college, he has friends, he's healthy, he's happy. And we know that every child level of recovery is different and the actual dictionary definition of recovery is to regain health. But kids who were nonverbal and told their child would never speak are speaking today. And kids who couldn't sleep through the night are sleeping. And that means mom and dad are sleeping too. And who couldn't focus in a classroom where we're getting D's and F's are now getting A's and B's. Who could, kids who could not keep themselves calm and had constant anxiousness are now calm and relaxed. So anything that we can do to improve a child's quality of life is worth every minute of your time and I appreciate that you're not giving up and that you're out here getting the resources that you need. I want to offer you a resource right now Uh, to help you getting started today even. And as as you know, I'm about an A to Z um, protocol. My membership actually takes people through, parents through the entire process, but it does start with diet. And I want you to have the the initial top seven foods to eliminate from your child's diet. That will actually help to begin to reduce the symptoms of autism. And I'm gonna give you a link to a free PDF download that you can get right now and start implementing those changes and the, the PDF will also give you the information that you need to help you understand why those foods are dangerous. Because I think it's helpful to know why we're doing something, then it motivates us more to know what, you know, to, to actually do it. And so go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven and the word foods, and, uh, and that will give you the direct link to it. If you forget this, if you're out on a morning walk or whatever like that, and you forget the link, then you can actually go to my website, naturallyrecoveringautism.com, and right there on the homepage, just scroll down to the, uh, the seven foods to eliminate guide, and you can uh, click and get it there as well. Today, we're actually going to be talking a little bit about diet because one of the things that I found most common, I actually did a survey not that long ago out to Find out what were parents' main issues with their children. And of course, all of the things I mentioned earlier came up, you know, speech, lack of connection, lack of social abilities. I couldn't focus in a classroom, um, anxious, aggressive. But the number one thing overall, the most people said was about constipation and digestive issues are... in about 90%, I actually feel it's 100%, but the the statistics are showing about 90% of children with autism have digestive issues. And constipation is a big part of that. You know, when we start detoxification, it's so important to have some binders in place and things like you've probably heard me mention, things like activated charcoal. Uh, There are a few different binders that that I I like to rotate, but that's an easy one to pick up at a local health food store and helps to bind up those toxins because our children have backed up livers. And if your liver is not functioning properly, it is the organ of detoxification. That annual lymphatic system, which also flushes toxins out of your body, those are really commonly backed up in kids with autism. So we wanna make sure that we are accurately helping our child's body to flush those out and supporting it on the way. So binders are very important for that. And constipation, what happens is is the longer that 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 stool sits in the bowel, the longer it has time to let the toxins that are in that stool reabsorb back in through the bowel walls and then get in back into the bloodstream. And so it's very important to keep that flushing. Now, now for a lot of parents, you're not sure exactly what to do. And Fiber is really, really important, of course, but not all kids will eat it right away at first. Um, there are some super green food organic powders that you can get that to help get some nutrition in them as well. But one thing to know about fiber, you don't want to rush it with kids with autism, especially. If the digestive system isn't working well, you've got to start out with little bits at a time because, especially if they're constipated, the extra fiber sometimes will bind in there and stay in there. And won't actually help to flush things out, and their stomach can hurt. They can actually have digestive pain if they're if uh, they're not digesting the fiber very well. So things like enzymes are are helpful. And uh, and and the show notes today I'm going to link to can be found at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash ninety six, and that will help you to understand that. Uh, you know, some of the links that I'm talking about that I'll I'll be giving out to as well. Um, So basically the health of the colon and the large intestine is critical to overall health. Um, Daily bowel movements will release that toxic material. And also it's important to keep them very, very well hydrated. I think a lot of parents, you know, have trouble getting enough water into their children and you want to make sure also that um, they can just sip little bits all day long. Uh, that's fine, or make sure that it and also make sure that it is pure water, that it is not um, a, a tap water that is not filtered because tap water has a lot of contaminants in it and can keep our kids sick as well. So you don't want that toxic reabsorption. Again, proper waters are is important, um, and to remove the, the the waste, including things like pesticides and hormones and antibiotics and animal feed and carcinogenic agents in, in the food that we breathe. So uh, lack of of proper hydration and fiber can cause constipation. But again, with a fiber, you just want to do it slowly. Um, make sure that you are feeding your ch- child organic foods, because our kids are already backed up with toxins. They cannot take any more uh, problems, any more pesticides that come in uh, in commercially graded foods that are sprayed. And one of the big problems you've probably heard of, the gluten-free, casein-free diet, and on my free download, you'll be able to, uh, to, to learn more about it in depth, But because I explained it on it, but... For gluten in particular, it, the wheat crops are sprayed with glyphosate, which is Roundup, the, the weed killer. And so it's really detrimental. That is very dangerous to the digestive tract as well as the brain. Uh, it's been now found in studies to cause lymphoma in people, a, carcin, carcin, a cancer lymphoma, uh, but you don't want to be spraying it around your yard. Make sure your neighbors are, are, uh, are educated not to spray it around their yards as well because you breathe it in. And, um, and knowing that it's sprayed on our wheat crops is another reason to help you understand why you don't want to be eating um, eating gluten, basically anything with wheat in it because the crops have, uh, have these really bad pesticides in them or the glyphosate especially, and they it really messes with the digestive tract. Just a little side, couple of side caveats to know about too with digestive issues. Sometimes people will say, Karen, I've had my child on a gluten-free, casein-free, organic, healthy diet for a long time, and, and we've noticed some differences, but they're still, their gut is still having problems, or they're still not getting better. And that usually has to do with the co-infections. And in other episodes, hopefully you've heard the, that me talk about, and you can find them on my website as well, talking about mold biotoxins and Lyme's disease. They were, those are two very common uh, co-infections of autism that actually mimic the symptoms of autism. But what they can both do also is cause damage to the lining of the gut and keep the gut ill and keep your child ill. So if that's not worked with properly, then it's another reason to understand uh, what you can do to help your child's uh, basically their overall health because those are both very detrimental. Um, and some of the show notes, I'll get them linked to as well for you so you can learn a little bit more. The bowels will directly affect their behavior through the toxic reabsorption. So it's no, n- you need to understand that the binders, things like activated charcoal that I mentioned, they will help sop up the extra toxins. The increased behaviors that you'll see during detoxification with your child means that their body is detoxifying, which is good, but if they can't keep up with the level of detoxification, the level of toxins being uh, released from their system, if their body can't keep up with that and, and excrete them, it... They back up and then they become really extra toxic, and then they get really heightened behaviors. Uh, some pe- some kids can get extreme anxiety. They can do uh, they can have other issues that that can arise: uh, skin rashes, uh, abdominal pain, a lot of various things. Now, last week's episode, if you listen to show number ninety five, I will also link to it in the show notes. But I did talk about. Two side notes to be aware of in case you have really heightened episodes of anxiety, panic attacks, OCD, uh, rapid excessive skin itching, uh, things like that during detoxification. There are uh, then the PANS or Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Syndrome, which means the autoimmune system, the immune system is attacking the brain or something called KPU, which is an acronym. For a blood heme low, uh, low, low iron, low zinc, or dysregulation, but it causes a lot of problems in kids. And those two, again, I'll link to in the show notes. I did, I did last week's episode on that, and they'll, the, that can be an explanation for you why your child might be having extreme behaviors during detoxification. There's a difference between. Some, some increased behaviors during detoxification, and there's then the, the extreme, and you'll know the difference. It gets pretty pretty heavy when, uh, when they're having one of those other two episodes I just mentioned. Another thing to know is that um, the bowels are also affecting the neurotransmitters. The neurotransmitters in the digestive tract, like dopamine and serotonin, will also, are also regulated there in the gut. So they're also affecting the brain. So it's important to know, again, we're back to why it's so important to do work with the gut. And this is why your child Again, can't think clearly, can't have stable moods or maybe be able to focus and concentrate because the gut controls these neuro and, and has the receptors to build the neurotransmitters and the communication between the gut and brain is direct. So it's very important. There's also adrenaline and things like that that are going to be uh, be very uh, important to know that you know, as your child's detoxifying, it's going to cause adrenaline in their system because it's an internal stressor. There are differences as we know, external stressors, a new therapy, uh, a new school, a new teacher, uh, anything you know of change externally, but then internally, toxins also create stress for our kids internally and that's when the adrenals can also be affected. So very important also to know too to avoid binding foods. You don't want it to eat gluten, as I mentioned. Wheat products and cheese and red meat are all very binding foods. So, you know, again, more with the, the hydration of pure water and also getting in a the, um, the, uh, little bit of fiber, but again, uh, little bits at a time, and then watch them, see if they have di- digestive discomfort. I had a mom just write me a couple days ago, and her son is nonverbal, but she said he's always grabbing his stomach and, and I said that he's telling you that his stomach hurts. You know, that's, that's a sign. You can get messages from your child too, even if they are nonverbal. Uh, the large intestine also absorbs minerals that are necessary for our health. And so, if it's not working properly, if the colon is not working properly, you're also causing nutritional de- deficiencies. Now, one thing that is, is really helpful with constipation are enemas. Now, depending on your child's age and their willingness, enemas can be really helpful. What they do is they release the fecal matter from the lower part of the large intestine. Coffee enemas are excellent to help stimulate the nerves and the liver and assist the detoxification process. And in the show notes, I will link to uh, an episode that I did directly. I actually interviewed an expert, uh, colonic hydrotherapist, Expert on these subjects, uh, so that you can know various ages that it's safe to do things on your child. What I find though is that these kids, once they, um, once they have an, their first enema, they are, you know, the parent has to be willing as well, because um, it's something that can be done at home. A colonic hydrotherapist is a professional that you go see. Uh, for something that that uh, gets a lot higher up into the upper digestive tract and releases, um, but an enema you can do at home. Coffee enemas are helpful they, because the coffee, and you do this with a specialized coffee enema. Um, I I like Pure Life; they're they're a good brand. Um, there's some good ones. They'll say organic. They will be uh, they'll you can find them on Amazon anywhere. They say that they're for for enemas. They're enema coffee. They're usually higher pH. Uh, on purpose, there are certain things that are different about them than a coffee that you drink, but they will stimulate the nerves in the liver and assist the detoxification process. And they do this by stim- stimulating the hemorrhoidal veins in the lower part of, uh, of the colon. So it actually reaches all the way up through those, stimulating those veins in the lower part of the colon. It will, the coffee especially, will actually help to stimulate then the liver and the gallbladder and help them tell them to flush and release. So when these kids get, uh, get an enema, whether it's a water, pure water enema or a coffee one, uh, or adult kids as well, when somebody gets one of these, you, you can see how, how much more comfort they're in and they feel it. And so usually after they're have a willingness to do let you do one with them that they will then do um be, be okay to have them in the future because they know just basically how much better they feel and they're very uncomfortable as you know if, if you've ever been constipated constipation is very uncomfortable you can again go as i just mentioned to colonic irrigation um that is done uh, by going to a colonic hydrotherapist. And they can be done as early as age six, but you want to make sure that you have somebody who's doing it that is a, a professional in this. Um, these are again different than your an enema that you would do at home with you know, maybe a cup or two of water depending on your child's age. But uh, also then a clonic hydrotherapist is something where it comes much higher up into the upper intestines, like I mentioned. And uh, iACT.org is a site where you can find an advanced certified colon hydrotherapist. So again, I will link to this in the show notes. Um, Also kind of as an acronym, acronym to help you with a couple of things to remember you know, good fats like uh, avocado, coconut oil, olive oil, those are helpful for the intestines. Um, bone broth, uh, especially chicken broth, uh, organic homemade bone broth, things like that are, are soothing to the intestinal lining, as are things like aloe leaf. And they're, uh, they're also, um, of course, enzymes are very helpful. Uh, we mentioned fibra already and omega-3 oils, which our kids need and are very, very, very important for protecting the brain and for brain function. Uh, but w- what's important to know about the omega-3s is they are a fat, and, and just like avocado and coconut oil and, and olive oil, the good fats are needed and necessary for our health, for our kids' health, for, for brain health, for body health, for so many things. And omega-3 fatty acids are essential, which means our body can't make them. And I'll link to one of my favorite omega-3 or my favorite omega-3 uh, uh, fatty acid product in the show notes as well. But I do want you to be aware, especially when your child is constipated and when their digestive tract is not working well, just as I mentioned, the same goes for fiber. You want to start out with very small amounts in the beginning, like like a a quarter of what you would think that they would maybe even actually have and see how they do. Because when the liver is backed up, it means that the gallbladder is backed up. And what that means is that the gallbladder digests fats. And if the gallbladder is not able to work, function properly and digest fats properly, one common symptom, and you may have experienced it yourself when you eat fats, is that you'll have nausea. And so it can make you feel uncomfortable. So you just you can as you cleanse the liver and and the the intestinal tract, and you start working with the gut healing. You will find that um, if, again, for one, your picky eater, if your child is uh, has trouble um, eating various foods, as their digestive lining heals, they will eat more foods. And this is again a transitional process with that seven food guide that I. I uh, mentioned for that free PDF download for you. Um, and if you have tuned in late, you can get that at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven, or it's also on the home page of my website at naturallyrecoveringautism.com. And um, that will give you some information on, uh, on the, those top seven foods to avoid that will help to start healing your child's digestive tract. They're very inflammatory as well. Uh, and you want to not be eating the inflammatory foods, just like you, uh, you want to be eating the good fats, but you don't want to be eating the bad fats. Vegetable oils, canola oils, uh, soy, uh, things like that are, are the bad fats, and they actually deplete our body of, of the good fats and the things that we need. So um, an acronym sometimes I use is HOPE, high fiber, omegas, probiotics, and enzymes. Probiotics, again, are very helpful and necessary. Somebody just asked me this yesterday. Again, they wrote in, and um, yes, they are important as long as you're taking the right ones because there are a lot of really bad products out there. Uh, And also that you start with them very slowly. If your child has digestive issues, they probably have something called a candida overgrowth, which is a pathogenic yeast bacteria that... Um, that we all have, but it becomes overgrown and it, it releases a lot of toxins. It actually bores holes in the lining of the digestive tract. There are a lot of problems with it. And so what you want to make sure is that if you start with probiotics, that you're starting with them very, very slowly with, again, about the quarter. If you might, if it's a capsule that you open up and pour out, this is an example, then you can i would i would start say to start with about a quarter of the capsule for your child and then wait a day and see how they do with it do do heightened do behaviors get really really heightened or do they just get a little bit above you know and they're okay you just want to make sure that as you add them in and the good probiotics and the, build the good bacteria they start crowding out the bad bacteria that's what they're supposed to do and help the good stuff grow. But as the bad dies off, hence the term die-off reaction, if you've ever heard that, Herxheimer or die-off reaction. So die-off happens and it releases more toxins as those organisms are dying. And and we wanna make sure again with constipation that they continue to move, keep moving through the body um, because that's when you'll see those heightened behaviors again. Uh, which is, and so that's why we want to move very, very slowly with detoxification, changing the diet, uh, in, including adding in probiotics. Because anything you add in new, I always tell people in my mentoring program, you want to wait two to three days in between adding in a brand new product. And we start with single products, not a multivitamin or a multi anything that has multiple ingredients, uh, vitamins, minerals, various things in it that. You don't know what is causing what reaction. So you want to give your child's body time to adjust to everything that you do. every couple of days, adding in something new and watching in the time in between how they are responding to it. Because again, you also want to give their, their body time to adjust to the new things that you're giving them and making sure that they're okay. Aloe leaf is uh, something I'm linking also to in, t- to in the show notes. It is very good for helping um, as a natural laxative. It's very good for helping the digestive system and very, very good for helping with constipation. And again, it's a natural source I will link to for you in the show notes. no phenol enzymes from Houston Enzymes. Again, I will link to this one. They help to loosen the stool. Again, naturally. I don't use any drugs for anything. Um, you'll find uh, things like Miralax and those other things that you might get from a, um, a, a more of a medical-minded person. Uh, those have a lot of negative side effects to them. They're not healthy. These are these are healthier and natural options to use. Um, another thing to know about is mitochondrial deficiency. Now, what mitochondria is, is, is uh, there's something called ATP, which is the energy that our cells get. And when we have weak mitochondria or mitochondrial issues, it means that there's a dysregulation or a dysfunction with it. And the bottom line is that the cells aren't getting the energy that they need. The transference is not happening, and and that includes uh, energy into muscles. So you might notice that your child um, is kind of a little bit weaker. They don't have a good muscle tone. They might be tired all the time. Uh, I will link also to a, um, a, an episode I did on mitochondrial dysfunction with actually an expert on the subject. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes. But something like CoQ10, now you want a very, very high absorptive CoQ10 uh, that I've linked to here in the show notes for you as well if you're you're looking for a source. Um, Otherwise, ubiquinol is the uh, highly absorbable form of CoQ10. Now CoQ10 and ubiquinol, what they do is they help to build mitochondria. They help um, the cells get their energy through that mitochondrial assistance. And the reason we care about this in constipation is that when a, when a muscle cannot get the energy it needs due to a mitochondrial issue, that includes the muscles in the bowel. And, and so it means that the, the muscles in the intestinal walls and the bowel walls aren't strong enough to actually push out the 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 stool and so that can also contribute to constipation so very very important to know that another mineral we're very depleted of is magnesium and magnesium can actually be such as like a laxative that can be very helpful uh, I will link to one in the show notes for you that um, I think is the better is it is the one of the most bioabsorbable forms you can get. It's a, a powder form and you mix it in with a little bit of warm water and, uh, and then it fizzes and the fizzing creates an ionization. And that is what makes it so bioabsorbable because magnesium uh, is also something that most of us are deficient in, again, you want to start out with it slowly. A little side caveat is some people with sulfur dis- dysregulation can be a little sensitive to it. So just very small amounts of starting with anything new at a time, just because I'm linking to a couple of supplements here for you. I don't want you to throw everything in at once. Um, you know, the kitchen sink syndrome. Um, I'm giving you some options, and uh, but be very responsible with it. Um, so magnesium also acts as a type of uh, laxative, but it's also responsible for over 400 enzymatic reactions in the body, which is really important to know um, because most of us are deficient in it, so it's very, very helpful. But again, starting out very slow with it as you're working through those detoxification pathways so that um, if the sulfur dysregulation is happening, you don't have hyperactivity, which is about the opposite of what you would get when. You give magnesium. Usually, it's very calming. And I take mine right before I go to bed at night. Uh, one more thing that I'm going to mention now is methyl B12. And I think um, soon I will be doing an episode on the B vitamins because it comes up so often. And methyl B12, especially um, B12, is one of those other things that is really, really essential and, and important in our bodies. And our kids are usually deficient in it. It helps the gut. It helps the brain, helps so many things. And you want the methyl form of B12, but some kids and many with autism, they say about 98% of kids with autism have the MTHFR gene mutation. Now this gene mutation and pathway can be repaired and strengthened as we do gut work and start detoxification. We Sort of rebuild those detoxification pathways, you know strengthen the liver, get things back up the way that they naturally were meant to be, but before that's done, if your child has a problem with methylation meaning you know processing the methyl form of anything, then they can end up having a lot of hyperactivity so again starting very very slowly with it but um, it helps to create red blood cells as well and you know a lot of the times our kids can which of course can lead to anemia and anemia then can lead to constipation now i would note to get um iron from natural sources of food and not take uh take iron supplements as they can lead to other things Uh, I've mentioned this in my book. I I wrote about this in somewhat detail. Um, My book's called Naturally Recovering Autism and you can get on it on Amazon, but I really wanted to people to know that, you know, we don't want to just take a bunch of iron pills um, because then it can lead to, to other issues. Um, And it's important to know uh, that there are some really good food sources that can help to build uh, iron pathways. And even if your child isn't eating, um, won't eat, you know, grass-fed beef uh, or organic chicken livers. Those are a couple of things that will will help uh, really build some red blood cells and and also help with that KPU or heme dysregulation I mentioned a little while ago. Um, you can even, you know, if you have to, you can puree them in a blender. Um, uh, you can. There are some vegetarian sources uh, that you can take as well. Uh, but um but they 're not quite as as effective in building red blood cells, but they they can help but just so you know methyl b twelve will will help with again helping to um, to create blood cells as well, and so it, it helps when there is anemia. And usually uh, when there's a gut issue, there are there's low B12 in the system. So um, again, um, I've linked to a very bioabsorbable liquid form that you just squirt in the mouth and absorbs in the mouth, um, which is important too when our kids have digestive issues. We don't want them to be uh, having to take supplements that have to all be digested through the gut because if their gut's not working well, it's likely that they're not eating... Um, you know that many great foods for one, but even if they are, they could possibly and very likely not be absorbing the nutrients from the foods that they're eating because the gut is is not functioning properly and may even have something called leaky gut, which is allowing undigested foods into the bloodstream and uh, causes a lot of new acquired allergies that they never had before and autoimmune and immune issues. So again, more reasons why we're, you know, this is a a gut healing process to be done you know slowly over time. I always tell the people I work with that, you know, you don't want to do anything fast, slow is good, slow is better. Um, A few high fiber foods I just wanted to mention are flax, uh, chia seeds, which again, would be something to be very cautious with to make sure very, very little amounts to see if they're uh, helping. Um, or if they are causing any uh, digestive distress. Um, Fruit, especially berries and prunes, uh, avocados, apples with the skin on. Um, If your child's on a candida diet and can't have fruit right now, then um, definitely limit those. But um, vegetables, especially green leafy ones and broccoli and kale and artichoke, nuts and, and some sources of beans can also help. I mentioned bone broth, which you can make organic bone broth yourself at home, even a tablespoon or two of bone broth before your child eats the rest, of the, if they're eating more foods in that meal, uh, that can be really helpful for um, soothing and encoding the digestive lining with a good animal fat. Um, it is the, the again, you want to do organic, but uh, it can be very helpful there. They do have some organic uh, they have some powder forms of of organic bone broth, um, but they they seem to change the links on those all the time. So um, so I, I I may or may not be linking to one of those for you. But to know you can find them um, in quality health food stores, even on Amazon. It should say organic, uh, and then you know no other fillers, no other bad stuff. Um, but then it's a powder form, and you can actually mix it in with water and um, your child, or put it into a smoothie, and, and that can get a little bit of that in there too for your for your child, because you just want to help them to get some nutrients in there. Um, and again, with the picky eating, I know it can be challenging, and there is a whole uh, transitional uh, process. So um, so that's an important too. Um, I, I have a, 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 an educational webinar I offer on how to help transition your picky eater uh, into away from the bad foods and into the healthy ones because trust me mom or dad whoever's listening or grandma um, i have been through this myself my son was once a very picky eater today he's not picky at all but um in he in but his system is healed up and it's important to know that when they are when their digestive tract is healing um, or when it's still ill, they will be picky eaters. Most foods will hurt them, uh, will hurt their, their system. Many, will, um, many of these foods will uh, cause them digestive discomfort, and, um, but then they're also addicted to the bad foods that they're eating because they're, they're eating the, the sugars. The, the candida I mentioned are feeding off of the sugars, and gluten and casein the proteins in dairy and wheat contain, um, and create opiates in the body, just like the opiate drug. So your child is literally addicted to these foods. So it is a process, as I mentioned, slow and steady to get them off. And, um, and if you, uh, if you'd like help with that, then, um, if you get my, my seven foods guide, then, um, uh, we'll uh, send you a link to to be able to get in on that webinar and uh, get my help with that if that's something that you're interested in. Um, and uh, again, the the show notes for this will be uh, at actually. I'm sorry. I think earlier I mentioned there at uh, this was show 96 it's show 97 naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 97 so you'll find the show notes there and um, and I'll be linking to some things that uh, will be helpful for you but again you can always look things up at my website naturallyrecoveringautism.com and uh, there's a wealth of information there for you as well I've uh, been interviewing experts for years now, like over three years uh, for this podcast. We have so many fabulous uh, experts in so many various fields that I have interviewed that and uh, in everything related to autism and natural holistic health. So it's very important for you as a parent to have those resources and please share these um, my website and this information and the seven food guide link with anybody you know, who could be interested because I know there's a lot of parents out there in need of this information. And with one in 36 kids being diagnosed with autism today, there are a lot of parents looking for help and support. And um, that's what I'm here to offer. Uh, Again, I've lived it. And so that's why I wanted to be here to support you on your journey and hopefully make your journey easier, as much easier as I can. Uh, on, on that path. So thank you so much for tuning in today and being here. I appreciate you and what you're doing for your child, and I look forward to seeing you next week.